0: What's up, it's your boy Mike Lang again with the Midnight Coffee Run, and we're sipping on a little bit of a mixture of some beans, some espresso beans, and some dark chocolate cherry um, coffee beans that I got from the homies at WinCo, so shout out to WinCo. If you're in Las Vegas and you, you know, you're not down with the WinCo, great place, 24-hour, it stays open 24 hours, great place to go copy some coffee beans if you have no other options, uh, you can bag them yourself. You can mix the, the flavor profiles. If you're an alchemist like myself, and you just like a a flavor profile that's more uh, unique, <laughs> you can go in and set up the bags the way that you want, and um, you pay for about a pound. So it's just a great hustle, great hustle. Um, I'm a big NBA fan, like huge NBA fan. Um, and... Uh, one of the like the the, the the coolest time in the NBA season is also always off season because you know you got trades, you have got free agency, you got the draft, and like right now you've got the Lakers just cleared some salary cap room, and now they have to decide whether they're gonna throw this all after one player, if they're gonna split that cap room up to you know to build a, a team beyond four or five guys, which is going to be interesting. You've got the Kawhi Leonard. Does he stay in, in Toronto, despite just winning a championship, you know, um, could there be a sign and trade with Jimmy Butler to the, uh, the Rockets? You know, it, it, it a lot of interesting, uh, storylines. Kimball Walker is supposed to be, you know, signed by the, the Celtics to replace Kyrie Leonard, uh, Kyrie Leonard, Kyrie Irving rather. Um, Does D'Angelo Russell end up back with the Lakers? Does Kyrie stay, go to the Nets? A lot of storylines. And then, like, the second tier, like, the really, really interesting players. or the players are not getting uh, a lot of pub right now. Where do those players go after the big dominoes have fallen? Which got me thinking. How cool would it be if teaching was the same hustle, Right? Right? Uh, one of the the constant issues in education is compensation. And how much should teachers be compensated? And there's a lot of you know people who you know will go and say teachers should be compensated like uh, professional athletes. Um be it vehemently opposed to that. I think that that the financials don't work there right. Economically, the NBA is able to generate enough revenue in order to pay these. Uh, athletes, the owners also are multi-millionaires, billionaires who are able to pay the athletes. Um, teachers are civil servants. You know, taxation pays teachers. So unless you were willing to like raise taxes to insane levels, um, yeah, probably not happening. But that's not to say that the way that the NBA offseason is structured couldn't be replicated in education so i think the first thing you got to kind of look at is um the whole concept of how fundamentally flawed the compensation is for most teachers in the first place right it's usually pegged to years of service there's some characteristics that are are, um highlighted and say that you are compensated at x Level. And those characteristics tend not to be your actual, um, the merits of what you do in your job, right? We're not talking about people getting compensated because they're, um, you know, they're award-winning teachers more than somebody else. Generally, hey, you've been here the same time as this other person. Uh, you both have master's degrees. Um, hey, we're going to pay you the same money kind of sucks right so there's no like uh, upward trajectory in terms of maxing out one's uh, ability to earn in teaching you know, generally everyone gets the same stuff and I think that's fundamentally a flaw in the, the collective bargaining agreements between unions and school districts is that it's just simple to do it that way so we'll do it that way that kind of blows um, I'd like to see uh, a system the way that the NBA does have it, right? You have a union still there, still a union. However, that union just kind of puts the ground rules for contracts. This is what, you know, can be done, this is what can't be done. If I have X, Y, Z years of service and I've done this, I'm eligible for this much money, etc. cetera. And then the players themselves, be an agent, are able to negotiate the contracts um, for themselves, Does it add a level of entropy into the system? Yes. Is that good entropy in my my estimation? Also, yes. Uh, Being able to walk in, sitting with the principal, uh, knowing that she has total control and autonomy of her budget. She's got X amount of dollars. This amount can be used for salaries, and she's going to put together the best team she can put together for X amount of dollars. I think that works. Um. I think it would be like really, really an interesting experiment to do, Uh, given that then you wouldn't be held to the parameters rather of every teacher is paid the same. I could say um, this is a teacher I've had my eye on for years. She's an incredible fifth grade instructor. I've been in her classroom. I've seen the amazing things he or she is able to do. Um, I want to offer this person a contract that's five thousand dollars more than what they're making now. Because I, you know, I think this person is amazing. That might be enough to lure that person from that school to another one, for example. Uh, The other thing I think uh, that is a a potential benefit to a system like this is you wouldn't have as many skilled practitioners um, leaving education, uh, leaving the classroom rather, You wouldn't have people having to go to administration in order to you know feed their families because you would have the ability to earn more in the classroom and not as a strategist or as a you know a toaster or anything like that but someone who's in the classroom with kids on a a regular basis so i really think that's a boon to it uh to that uh, the possibilities of a system like that as well the other thing is you would essentially stop the ability for people to have um monopolies on teaching talent. Because you would be able to offer competitive wages and there would essentially be a salary cap. You couldn't keep top flight teachers at your school because you wouldn't be able to pay all of them, which again is good entropy. Those people would have to leave. They would innovate other places and cross pollinate ideas in different places because they would have to, because the market would force them to do that. So you would, um, it would create this this migration, this exchange constantly because you would not be able to afford the top flight teachers at a school, but you could continue to use the things that you learned from them long after they left. But no longer would there be a, a situation in which this great teacher was at a school for 15 or 20 years, that teacher could stay at a school for three, four years, but then be forced to leave because uh, they couldn't pay them anymore. Or you would take a lesser amount of money. Which we totally up to that person as well to stay at that school. But a lot of people, especially younger teachers looking at opportunities, would go and leave in different places because I think the potential for collaboration for finding like minded teachers and deciding, I'm going to work with this person for three or four years and see what pops off. I think that works. The other thing, in terms of, uh, you know, I think the positives of a, a system like this, and let me pour my coffee very quickly, uh, is the. Um, Smells so good. Is the potential for um, administrators to have long-term visions at schools. You know, right now, at least in our school district, and I'm assuming this is kind of um it's, it's par for the course. We're essentially on year-to-year contracts. I can leave anytime that I would like. In a system in which the admin the, the, the administrator would be able to say, you know what, I want to th- let's sign a three-year contract for hundred and seventy thousand dollars i know i have this person for three years this person is going to be a fifth grade teacher in my building whatever there's a sense of um comfort that's there that i'm not going to have to replace this quality uh cog in my machine uh for three years i don't even have to think about replacing them for three years i think that's a a far more um stable way to do contracting rather than um trying to implement ideas and philosophies in a year not knowing whether or not uh, teachers would stay. That's a problem. Also a boon for your community. I know that this teacher is going to be here for three years. I know this teacher is going to be here for two years. I know this teacher is going to be here for five years because they signed a contract and said they're going to be here. You know, there's a, there has to be a, a level of comfort for the community to know, hey, we have a stable uh, education institution in our midst and we, we can go and partner with our our, our school knowing who's going to be uh, staffing it, you know, so I think that's a good thing as well you know, I also think again it's, it's going to it's going to in, improve and encourage people to innovate in the space how do I go and get top notch talent how do I make sure that there is a um, a system in place that is going to encourage people to come and work with me uh, you'd also have a situation whereby de facto, de facto you're going to have uh you're going to be able to recognize who are the administrators that actually are competent, who are, who aren't the ones that aren't. Uh, if you go and you sign a a fourth grade teacher to a you know a three year two hundred thousand dollar contract, and that teacher is a you know after the, the the first two years, this teacher is barely you know treading water. Um, the school district will be able to go and say, okay, look, and yeah, this person perhaps is not not built for management. We need to either reassign or we need to have this person. Um, be released because the person competent to, to actually put together a staff that's going to be successful um, for students. And I think that that's a powerful thing, especially for our our most at risk populations in schools are our, our low SES or um, minority communities that, you know, knowing that there's going to be a tangible way in which to release people, get rid of people and that the, there's some um, uh, there's a way in which, if there's a teacher who's not someone who fits the philosophy, there's a time limit for that person to be able to go. On. That person's contract is up in a. You got to find greener pastures. It's not a. Oh, we have to write this person up. We have nah. I got a year with this person because they signed a one year contract. Now you got to go. Um, so there's a, a situation in which it protects. I think students in a lot better way as well if things don't work out. If things do work out, great. I can always resign you, resign you and have you uh, return. So, no, no, just just musings. Um, I mean, the kind of the fatal flaw in this entire uh, scenario is how does one actively and accurately track uh, quantitatively and qualitatively what a teacher brings to the table? I think that's all. That's a sixty four thousand dollar question in any system. Um You know, are you going to have some kind of assessment that every grade level has that is um, consistent? I mean, kindergarten right now doesn't have assessments in our district. First grade, uh, second grade, you know, there are no high stakes tests in there. Um, I don't even I don't teach in a a a, a, uh, a homeroom. I teach all 800 some odd kids at our school. Um, And there is no assessment that is a uh, a technology instructor assessment that every kid is supposed to know. I wouldn't. There's there's no way to parse out my uh, contributions to a student's um, ability to uh, be successful at grade level. So that would be a a challenge in terms of how that works. Um, But beyond that, it'd be fun to see. It'd be fun to try. It'd be, you know, great, especially like uh, the large school districts. I think would benefit from that. They would um, just the the forced migration, the forced integration, and the the entropy in the system would cause very interesting things to occur. I don't know if they will all be positive, but they would be very interesting. Uh, given that, you know, again, uh, you know, hey, this is the thing that I did at my old school. This is what you're doing at your new school. Let's put these ideas together and see what pops off. And you would have to have. Forward-thinking administrators to be successful, and I think that you see that in sports all the time. When someone is in sports successful with a model, that model is copycatted, and that doesn't happen all that often in schools. We'll have a successful model happen, and either that that school will keep that model to themselves. I'll have to. Uh, book you know passage to that school in which you know it cost me whatever but I don't get to see it like the NBA I can watch the NBA I can watch baseball I can watch football and I can see oh this is what this person is doing to be successful schools are insular in a lot of ways so it's not very it's not feasible to see what they're doing on a daily basis but if components of that school were uh able to be released if a, a teacher, if an administrator, if a specialist, if a TOSA, whatever at that school was forced to migrate every two, three years because they got too expensive, then you would be able to see on the day to day what that school looked like in the kernels of it and be able to either replicate that or or iterate inside that space. Uh, with, hey, this is uh, you know something they do, it's something we do, how do we create something new out of this and see if it's successful? Um, and at the same time, be able to compensate teachers at a rate that um, befits their talents, or at least your estimation of their talents. Um, I don't know, I think it's it's, it's, it's worth a shot, man. And you know, the more and more I, I, I read online about the things that are happening, um, the super team possibilities, the the, uh, the ways that uh, people are being wooed in terms of this is the position you would hold in our team and how it would look and you'd be working with these people, the more I am absolutely positively convinced that it would work in schools. It would just take somebody with um, a uh, uh, a devil-may-care may attitude to try to push something like that. And... Um, It'll be interesting. I'd be down. So if someone listening to this podcast and they're like, hey, yo, I'm thinking about doing that. And you want to like a, a a test group? I'm down. Uh, I don't care where it is in the country or the world. Uh, give me a one way ticket and we we'll see what pops off. Um, you know, may your coffee be hot tonight. Uh, this is Mike Lane signing off for the Midnight Coffee Run.